Hey, Mental Health Warriors, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this, this evening. i um, super excited. I've gone international now, so uh, I have Karen on, uh, Stefan, right? Did I say that mm -hmm. correctly? Stefan uh, from mm -hmm. Zurich, uh, Switzerland, is that correct? That yeah. is correct. And uh, super excited to have her on the show. She's done some amazing things, and she has an app out there, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But like always, you know, I want to say, be sure to go out at VeteransTrashTalk.com, visit uh, all of our shops. You can see our, our different podcasts that we have. Uh, you know, I talk about it all the time. You can go out there and get your free, um, get your free, you can get your, you get a, our merch out there, your Veterans Trash Talk Mental Health Warrior t-shirt. I talk about the importance of is, is I have the crisis number on the back. If you're ever in crisis, you can text 741 to 741 and, and it's free. You can talk to a, a counselor. They can help you out. Uh, if you do go onto our shop, you can use the code uh, CB Charlie Bravo 2022 and save 10% on your whole order. Uh, all benefits, you know, it goes back to Veterans Trash Talk. We don't get, I don't get paid for this or anything. We we, we solely do this uh, to help others. So all the money goes goes to that. And we think it's very important. So with that, I hope everybody read my little blurb. They grabbed their, their glass of Pinot Noir. They're sitting back with a with a blanket and an open fire and getting ready to, to hear uh, about Miss Karen. We were talking before the show started, Karen, and, and I want to dive back into it. Uh, first of all, why don't you tell, your, tell my audience a little bit about yourself, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Sure. So first of all, let me thank you for having me on the show. It's a real pleasure. And uh, it also shows that we can be connected across continents and yeah. oceans and, uh, you know, be having a great conversation. So about myself, I'm uh, a Swiss Colombian um, born in Basel in Switzerland to a Colombian mother and a Swiss father. I have four siblings. Uh, one of them is from Vietnam, adopted from the war. And um, I grew up in challenging uh, environments, not because of like money issues or any of that, but because there was so, so much potential to misunderstand each other and uh my parents never got along uh they 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 really tried hard to be good parents but they it just you know they had issues and uh they had great issues with each other with us they were a great deal overwhelmed they passed on the overwhelm so to you know in short i i had my struggles in my childhood and I thought it was due to language, to not understanding each other, and that all the fighting and all the misunderstanding were, you know, due to not speaking the same language. It brought me to, or it drove me to learn a lot of languages along the way. And it eventually drove me to study music because I found out, oh, there is this language that everyone understands and it goes straight to the heart. And it's something that, you know, people seem to be happy with. So I need to learn that. And um, of course, I found out that it's not the answer to every problem and it doesn't solve every misunderstanding, but it was worth the while. Uh, I found it very early in my early 20s. I found my first company um, after studying in the U.S., in LA. And I kept that company and led it and owned it for about 20 years. And then I 
finally studied what I had always wanted to study, which was psychology, mm -hmm. um, to better understand beyond languages what how people tick, what makes us, you know, make it difficult for ourselves and for others, what are the things that make us angry what are the things that make us sad happy you know what drives us in our behavior and I um, put that to work I uh, led several um, communities I built business I built relationships ecosystem in the startup world in Asia and then I came back after 30 years abroad to Switzerland to lead Impact Up Zurich, which is a startup hotbed, if you will, um, a community and a co-working, co-innovation location. And I studied at the same time, I studied transformation and digital management and realized that technology needs to be taken into um, account when tackling the big problems of the world. And one of the big problems I saw coming before the pandemic, many years before, was mental health. And that's why I left my executive job in 2021. And I founded Earkick, uh, my second venture. And yeah, that's, you know, the logo up here. Sorry, wrong side. Yeah, uh, that's part of my story. There's more, more to tell, but uh, you know, uh, I'll pass it back to you, Cliff. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. So you know, being a soldier, I was stationed in Germany, uh, took German in college, and I used to be very good at speaking German, of course. So oh, good. Right now. good. I'm sure it'll come back to me at some point. Of course, last night, bombing, I have to learn some type of German, right? Um, but, you know, it's interesting. So when you would go back to what you were saying about music, when I would go out on the economy and I would be visiting with, you know, whomever, and the younger generation, I would ask them, how did you learn English? Because it wasn't conversational English or conversational German, you know, right? It's not formal or proper. You just learn it. And a lot of them said they learned it by watching American TV shows or music videos, M music videos more so than, you know, programs on TV. I think they started with the music and then kind of moved into the cartoons or whatever. And I, and I, I thought that was always interesting when you were talking about, you know, the importance of music and a lot of veterans, uh, people that suffer PTSD or other mental health issues, music really is a way uh, to allow them to relax, to reflect, to go back to a happier time in their life. Um, before the show started, you know, we were talking about the languages that you're familiar with or you speak. And one of them you said you you learned, uh, what was it, Greek. And of course, I don't know if a lot of you know this or not, but um, I'm Greek on my mom's side of the family. We originally come from Tripoli, Greece, uh, which is up by the mountains there in Greek. Um, and uh, so I was interested when you said that and you started talking about uh, you wanted to read the the old text. I just found that very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, you know, learning a language is not, you just, you do it for a reason, right? And uh, very often the reason is curiosity and, and learning something that, that it potentially helps you build connection and relationships. And uh, uh, ancient Greek, I, I uh, learned ancient Greek, um, was mainly to to know the original texts of the Bible. And um, I'm glad I, I, I learned it because uh, you can read um, translations and they're good, yeah. but 
there's something about the music, the tone, the rhythm of each language that is very different from other languages. And when I read that text, it just, you know, like, it felt like my body understood oh, wow. what the words were and the meaning. And in languages, you know, every language has something special and has, for me, it has colors and it has, again, music, and it's worthwhile learning it, you know. Um, it doesn't have to be the whole language. You don't have to be perfectionist yeah. about it, but you will find treasures along the way whenever you engage with a language. Um, and it, it can be a language it's very that only few people speak. It can be a language that everyone or a lot of people speak, mm -hmm. and you will find those treasures in both sides. So I can only encourage you uh, to, to try it out. Yeah. And even if you can only say hello, it means you are reaching out mm -hmm. to someone and you're, you're building a bridge towards someone and that's worth the while yeah. and the effort. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think as humans, you know, we're always evolving, always learning. Um, mm. You know, one thing I'm, I was curious about uh, when we were talking is we know that, you know, here in America, you know, we have, you know, mental health crisis going on. We have soldiers, you know, completing suicide 22 a day, give or take for several different reasons. Can you give us an idea of, of, of what that is like in Switzerland? Is there, cause we know even with children, we have a, an issue and, and COVID put a highlight on uh, you know, kids, you know, completing suicide. And I had a, you know, a good friend of mine, Linda Diaz was on and her daughter had completed suicide and she went on to, to do a lot of great things and start a great foundation. And so I'm just kind of curious of what is, is it like in, in Switzerland or other countries you've been in that you're familiar with? So, uh, you know, suicide, suicidal ideation and all the problems that come with it, the challenges that those are global. Yeah. I would say the difference between the U.S. and Switzerland is that we're not vocal about it, unfortunately. Um, it's something that you still sweep under the rug. You don't talk about it. Um, it it just baffles people. It it and you hide the the the, the grief. Uh, it's kind of it's still unfortunately something that people are ashamed of, mm -hmm. and we look to the U.S for that because uh, the US is much more vocal about it, thank God. Um, they have put words to to what's happening. Um, I would say uh, in the US, maybe there is, the, the, the numbers are higher, maybe, but you know, every suicide is one too much. Yeah, yeah, one too much. Or one too many, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it doesn't help to know if, you know, this country has more or less. We shouldn't have any at all. No, that is what we we need well, zero suicides. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's it's right, and being able to sit here and have a conversation about mental health, about um, you know, I think that's so important yeah. uh, because a lot of people do suffer in silence, and even here in the U.S., mm -hmm. you know, there's a big stigma in the military still, and I I fought that for twelve years uh, when I first mm -hmm. publicly spoke about my suicide attempt and stuff in the military, and at that time I was the only active duty officer ever to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but to continue that conversation after my service is, is I felt it was, you know, very important. I was very happy that Veterans Trash Talk gave me a platform that my podcast is on now. Um, but sometimes I think people, you know, they can't think 
globally or, or or the bigger picture that you know this affects everybody that lives on this big blue planet that's spinning around and nothing in space and you know i just think it's so important to have that conversation and i know it's hard and I, I know when you're in a society because my degree's in sociology right and so that when you start breaking that stigma or you start bringing that out um you get a lot of pushback from that and it's not easy and it's not and it's hard it's it's very hard on you um, to do that because you look down upon or frowned upon or, you know, but I, I think it's an important conversation to have. I think it is something that we need to talk about more. Um, and, you know, I'm really interested in the the app that you had developed, you know, Ear Kick. We talked about that a little bit before we came on the air. Um, I, I really would like to dive into that now because I think it's an important tool that people, it's free to download. Uh, you know, it's on the app store. And I just really want, if you wouldn't mind, Karen, to give us a sense of how you came up with it, why you developed it. And when somebody downloads that app and they're using it, what are they going to get out of that um, and help them? And Mental Health Warriors, you guys know this. I talk about this all the time, how important it is to have different tools in your toolbox. Uh, mm -hmm. And I really, when when she contacted me on LinkedIn and I was looking at EarKick, I thought, man, this is a great tool and I got to let my fans know about it. Uh, and that's, once again, I was so thankful that you agreed to come on the show, but I really would like, um, if you wouldn't mind, tell us about how EarKit came around uh, sure. and um, what, what people expect when they download that app and, and what do they mm -hmm. get out of it. And then I'll also, uh, we'll provide a link to her website, but you can also find it on the, the app store and it's spelled just like it is up there in her corner on her logo. So uh, please tell us yeah. all about it. Okay, Karen, I'm excited to hear about it. Sure. So, you know, I've always been interested in what makes people tick. And there was a point in my life where I got really frustrated because everyone seemed, me included, seemed to only know better in hindsight. Mm -hmm. So I saw colleagues slip into mental disorders. I myself have my share of it. My, both of my kids in front of my eyes slipped into mental health disorders and nobody saw it coming. Yeah. I didn't see it. They didn't know it. And this kind of blind flight of being, you know, being caught by surprise as it seems made me furious. And I felt so powerless because it was like, oh, afterwards, you can piece it together afterwards you know better afterwards you understand yourself and you understand the body and the cues that your body is giving you so now we live in a in a day and age where technology can do so much where we know so much and still the brain and what happens you know inside us is is measured with or you know is explored with questionnaires, pen and paper, things like that, you know, and everything else gets measured easily, you know, for cancer, for diabetes, everything you have, you know, very, very objective measurement and very good ways to, to catch early signs. I wanted that for mental health as well. And it all starts with empowerment, empowerment of, of the individual. We, each one of us needs to know ourselves better and in a timely way because then we are empowered to act 
knowledge is power clarity is power now there to to give people that in a way that is not intrusive um required me and my team to build something that was a free of cost b very effortless to use easy to understand and c completely anonymous like no login, no personal data left, nothing of that. Because we knew this is a very vulnerable and, you know, very private matter. And if we want people to really get to know themselves better, track their symptoms, journal their feelings, express their thoughts, then it need to be a very safe space. So we uh, launched uh, that free app, which is essentially a tracker. It's a mood and anxiety and mental health tracker that, uh, that only takes 10 seconds a day to really capture where you're at. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you open it up, you record 10 seconds of your voice. You can also type if you're not comfortable um, recording your voice or video. Um, and the algorithm, so it's an AI that is on your phone, will give you uh, suggestions about where you're at in terms of your mood, your emotional health, your anxiety level, and more. It will also give you context to it. And you can correct some of it if it's not accurate. Uh, the algorithm gets to know you better and better the more you journal or the more you log. Um, you can also record symptoms. And this is very important because let's say my child, um, she had symptoms that you can attribute to anything, you know, headaches or maybe a little loss of appetite, you know, tired here and there, maybe a bit forgetful. You know, a young person cannot put all the dots together. They just think they have a bad day or maybe school or whatever. But the algorithm is not fooled. So if your headaches increase or if your certain symptoms correlate with certain events or activities, it'll detect patterns and it'll show you those patterns via stats that you get from the first day on. So all you need to do is really regularly journal. You immediately get stats and you can start to see patterns, triggers. You can start to understand yourself based on your very own and private data. And the next step you can do with the app as well is set goals. Let's say your goal is to, to be less stressed or less anxious then you'll have a few things that you can do and you can track them you know it's gamified so you can have the goal of something simple like drinking more water you yeah. can customize it so that it nudges you it reminds you one time a day more often whatever and then you'll start you know inching yourself closer to those goals and and achieving those um those targets um and it'll also show you how you get better over time you know and how the things that you do do contribute to a better mental health 
and to a better emotional health. And the other part that we also have in the app is, uh, is content. So that means breathing exercises that help you calm down or guided sessions or, you know, something like um, an audio session that helps you if you feel like you're, you're going to have a panic attack, things like that. And you can even see your heart rate drop if you have an Apple watch that you can connect to it. And you do one of those very simple one minute um, breathing exercises. And even though you may not physically feel how your heart rate is going down, you sure will see it. You know, you will see it go down. And then you understand, oh, this, this is helping me. My body's responding. It's, 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 you know, it's calming me down. You keep doing it. Right. So there's other things to the app as well. But what the bottom line of it is, you can take ownership of your own mental health journey. You don't have to go um, a certain place. You don't have to pay a certain price. You don't have to have a doctor's degree or anything to start owning your, uh, uh, your situation and to have agency over your routines and your habits. Um, and that's really made easy and fun. Um, I, I love to use it uh, because it really helps me. It gives me feedback, you know, it gives me suggestions on what to do. Um, and yeah, there is much more to come with the app. So we're making it, uh, we're, we're on the way to make it completely uh, automated so that you don't have to do anything to have everything logged and, uh, and to measure your mental health in a continuous and um, passive manner. You know, I, you know, you brought that up because I was looking at, I was looking at it here, and this is what you were talking about—the anxiety yeah. relief, the music, the breathing, and stuff like that. Because I know, you know, when you have PTSD, you get triggers, right? And triggers can yeah. show up at any time. And this, this ear kick app, I, I would encourage everybody out there to go out there and download it. Um. And I'm going to send it to my older son uh, that's down in college because he journals and he does things like that. Um, because I just think it's it's so important. And he he does meditation. You know, I don't know if, if you watch some of my shows. I've started doing yoga. And I'm really surprised the effects that yoga has had in my life. And just taking that moment to kind of relax and, and feel your environment around you and and. Mm -hmm. And, and learning how to, you know, move and stretch and do things that your body hasn't done for 20 years or probably never. Uh, but it is amazing. And and to have this, you know, if you are in a bad place or if you're not somewhere where you don't want to be, everybody's going to go to their phone, right? And to have something like this, it's pretty amazing. And, I, and I'm just going to try to get more people to know about it as much as I can because I think it's an important tool. And I think social media sometimes gets a bad rap right karen uh people mm -hmm. all the time says oh it's horrible you know tiktok instagram that's all you guys do but but you buy it up in the digital age it's not going to go away mm -hmm. and we have to find a way to make it to where it's a value added and that a value subtracted right yeah and and i think it's very important especially mental health wise to have something like this and you know if if you get a moment, just go out there to air kick, download on your phone, you will understand everything that she just talked about. Um, but just to have that ability not to have to search for music or or if you want to listen to a calming sound, water or something like that, you can go straight to your app, 
And then, like you said, two seconds, you're clicking on it and you're listening to it. Uh, one thing I found interesting, I was looking at this while you were talking, I wasn't being rude, um, that you have this gentleman on here that, that tells you um, about breathing, the video about mm -hmm. breathing. And I think that's very mm -hmm. important because I think sometimes people, people think, you know, they, there's a way to do it. There's an art to everything, right? And to do, and I learned this in yoga, to do that really deep breathing they're talking about, um, I think is something that takes practice. I think it's, it's for me, one thing I realized in yoga or when I'm meditating or, or trying to take that moment is my mind never shuts off. I have a, a traumatic brain injury and I have ADHD that, that was because of that. And until I got diagnosed, I couldn't understand why I was all over the place, right? And so it's really hard for me to concentrate on that one thing or that one sound or that one moment. And, you know, with yoga and other things, and, and of course, being a mental health warrior and trying different things, um, that's really helped uh, and helped me, uh, you know, because one thing I talked about a couple podcasts ago, you know, I had a really bad month in September. Of course, I was very busy. And of course, you know, I was at Pentagon 9-11. Um, and then October 3rd, I jumped in the Chesapeake Bay and saved three out of four fishermen. I talked about that on the podcast. And so, you know, you get, of course, it was Suicide Prevention Month and everything like that. And I have uh, injuries in my back. So I get Botox in my back. And I was out running one day and came back and I got this real weird pain in my chest. I know it's not my heart because I've had, went to cardiology. I know it's not in my heart. My brain keeps telling me that it is, right? And I couldn't stop that train of thought this is what you need to help you stop training that that to stop those thoughts that run you down into that rabbit hole right mm -hmm. and i think everybody who's listening or if you listen to the podcast or, or what you you'll understand what that rabbit hole looks like right because that leads to other things right karen you study psychology um it can lead to drinking it can lead to self-medication mm -hmm. um you know not sleeping at night that road can be very ugly as you start going down it Yes, and it's, you know, that's a tragedy that uh, you might may not even notice that you're, you know, trending downwards because we get used to things. We get used to all kinds of things. And then all of a sudden we are in that dark place and we ask ourselves, how did we get there? And where is everyone else, right? And that's not the moment when you're going to ask when it's going to easy, be easy to ask for help. That's why we really have to see the early signs and we have to learn the easy and always accessible tools, such as breathing. The young gentleman that you saw is my co-founder, Dr. Herbert Bay, uh, right. who explains the breathing. And um, he's also a vet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he... Uh, the way he learned and the, the relationship to breathing that he has, he, uh, you know, he's a, he, he used to do deep diving, um, apnea, um, the diving uh, very, very uh, deep in the, in the sea and the lakes. So he was breathing and nitrogen instead of oxygen. <laughs> well, down, right? <laughs> well, no, he keeps, he holds his breath and it's, Oh, he's it's a free a, diver. Yeah. And oh, it's wow. a, it's an, and for him, it's an experience. It's almost a spiritual experience because he loves it down there. Um, but he, you have to, you have to deal with your, you know, biggest fears because you could die anytime. Right. Yeah. And to do this, like 
consciously and and proactively go deep 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 hold your breath be down there and not freak out not panic because it can kill you yeah. is the best way to feel freedom yeah. and to reclaim control over whatever is not going right so he he talks about the breathing and how to do it and why it's so important but the, the the most important thing is that everyone can do it. So it's not it you know you don't have to have money to do it. you don't have to have anything special any gear any whatever you just have to start doing it. Yes, in the beginning you might need some help uh, on how to uh, breathe in right and breathe out um, right, but it can be learned so easily and it's amazing what it can do. It, it's it's really amazing. I uh, I I. I when I discovered it for myself, um, I used to suffer from stage fright in, you know, terribly. It's so powerful, especially in the moments where you feel like nobody can help you, especially in the moments when you feel like you're powerless, that like everything around you controls you, where you feel like your body is doing whatever it wants. That's when you can, you know, go for breathing. Mm -hmm. And it's really one minute can make all the difference and as the more you practice this it doesn't take lots of time the more you practice it the more you can just have it you know ready when something strikes yeah. when whatever it is whether it's in you know an inner trigger or it's an environmental trigger or a situation or relationship problem whatever it is it is there and it you can do it almost silently you know it's not like people are going to notice. So I do it when I'm mad at it, when I get mad at someone. <laughs> I've had, I have this South American temper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, it, it's not good when you're in certain situations, you have to keep your calm. Right. And then doing that breathing that you train so often, oh, it's liberating and you get better and better every time you use it. Right. Yeah. yeah, so I can only encourage you. And if breathing is not your thing, you know, then there is other things. Listening to music, I'm with you. Yeah, try it. Yeah. There is an ambience mixer as well that you can use with, with sounds. There's just, you know, there's been a study out just recently um, from the Max Planck Institute in Germany that proves that, for example, the sound or the bird, bird song can help even healthy people to reduce anxiety in irrational thoughts. And it's just yeah, you listening posted that to Twitter, birds. Right? Did I, I did, that yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's astounding because it's something that is available. And it's something that gives us within like seconds, a feeling of the world is okay. I'm safe, you mm -hmm. know? And it's something we, you can't think yourself into that situation sometimes. No. But Opening your ears and exposing yourself to certain sounds, going outside can really work. I'm not saying it works for everyone, but it's now proven scientifically that it does make a huge difference, right? Well, I mean, who who isn't, you know, and, when, uh, you know, I wear hearing aids and I talk about that, right? When I take my hearing aids out, I can't hear the trees, the, uh, the leaves rustling in the trees. And so with the men, I can hear that again, right? So now I, I have that ability to do that now. And it's it's great because I, I grew up on a farm, so I was always outside. Um, you know, one thing I always uh, I read about the other day is that, do you know why birds start chirping an hour before sunrise? 
I have no idea, and I would love it to wake the trees up. Are you to the, really? I, 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 I was like, no way, and and so it has something to do with the leaves of the trees and the birds vibrating. It now the trees produce whatever they produce that day to attract whatever insects, and that's why birds generally start making noise an hour before sunrise. You know, I've, I've been I've, asking myself that for so long. Oh, and really? I'll tell well, you so why. You you yes, go. I'll tell you why. Because um, in uh, April, so in Switzerland we have we have seasons. It's really cold in the winter. It's it's quite warm in the summer, yeah. and in April my partner and I decided to start sleeping outside because we, I, yeah, uh, I, I, I love seeing the sky and the stars and, and I, I'm asthmatic. So, um, you know, the, the fresh air and everything's really good for oh, me. Oh yeah. I sleep on window and, open every night, winter, yeah, summer, whatever. It, yeah. We, we did that too, but we decided to go a step further and just test and see what, what our data says. Right. Yeah. And uh, we've been doing that and we're looking at winter now and, and still mm -hmm. sleeping outside, let's see. But um, what I noticed was this, this with the, with the uh, birds. So they would start, uh, you know, very early. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and I was like, why are they doing that? Like from everywhere, they kind of gather on those trees yeah. and start, you know, making all these, uh, these chirping noises, uh, et cetera. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it's loud. Yeah. Uh, and one wonderful thing about sleeping outside or being in nature is that you actually feel, you live the seasons. Yeah. They don't pass you. You know, like I, in, in former years, I would go like, oh, when did, you know, summer end? When, when did, uh, you know, spring wake mm -hmm. up? And how did it go by? I didn't notice, right? If you sleep outside, if you're outside a lot, you're a hundred percent alive. Oh, yeah. And that's something that people, especially people with PTSD or trauma need to live this being fully alive in the moment, not in the past, not, you know, in the future now and feel their body, feel every cell of their body mm -hmm. and smell and and see and taste and and touch and and do all of that we all need that but they need it specially yeah. um so yeah you know it's it's you know this past weekend uh if you saw my post on social media my son had uh college family day down hampton sydney where he goes to college down in farmville and farmville virginia's mm -hmm. middle of nowhere now we had the same four seasons here in virginia and they're they're very nice seasons um, but I'm the guy that wears shorts and t-shirt year round and people are like, how can you do that? And I'm like, well, let's say it's January and it's 50 degrees. Does that not feel warm to you? They're like, yeah, it's great. I'm like, yeah. So when it starts turning into fall, I just force myself to get used to the colder temperatures. So to me, I never feel cold. I mean, I wear flip-flops in the snow, right? I'll go shovel snow in the driveway and wear flip-flops. It's not because I'm crazy. To me, it's way of me learning and something I grew up with is adjusting to the seasons, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, one important thing about your app is if somebody uses it and they're or journaling and they use it on a daily basis and you start getting that history, maybe you realize that you have seasonal depression order, you mm -hmm. know, because you can go back and look and say, oh, well, you know, why do I always feel down in November? Well, maybe yeah, I mean, you can or, or or something. I, I don't know. It, 
in the stats, you will see temperature, um, uh, the, uh, the temperature, weather, and um, you know, cloudiness, things like that, mm -hmm. correlated with your mood and with your anxiety. So after a very short time, unless you're living in a zone where there is the weather is always the same, you will see whether yes. weather has any influence uh, on your mental health. And that's good to know because you can prepare. You yeah. can prepare mentally, you can prepare otherwise, and it gives you that agency. And that's what I like about knowing what influences you. We even have moon phases uh, that you can correlate with everything yep. because some people are convinced that the moon has something to do with their uh, emotional um, but people state. People crazy when it's a full moon outside, right? And people work yeah. in hospitals or whatever. It's like, oh, it's full moon. Everybody's going to be crazy tonight. You know, and, and uh, science is divided. Science behind it. I don't know. Science is divided. There is yeah. there is papers that say there is. There is papers that say there isn't. So, you know, what do you do when, when there is undecidedness yeah. you you look for yourself you know and uh and uh we can't wait to see the results you know in a couple of months we will see whether people actually um are influenced by the moon cycle or not um so you know we're we're well, adding to science right? so with our data God yeah, made everyone's different. different everybody's different yeah. uh you know and so what affects me may not affect you karen or anybody else and that's okay and i think tracking a way to easily track it because people want the things easy nowadays they don't want nothing hard um you know that's that's a great feature to have uh, especially if you suffer from ptsd because there's always certain dates and times that obviously affect you um mm -hmm. but just realizing that you know certain sounds you know smells affect a lot of veterans uh smells affect me certain smells and that'll take me back like that to what mm -hmm. ever happened at that moment to that smell and it's the most vivid dream you've ever had your entire life you know and it's it's something that you need to deal with but if you have that and you enter that into your app or whatever you know you journal it or you talk about it you know in your app i'm talking about that mm -hmm. you know maybe you'll learn to recognize it quicker when those things occur and you can deal with it better like fireworks you know a lot of times with veterans fireworks bother them with the loud um explosions and stuff they actually make special earplugs so the veteran can still enjoy it but it won't be so loud in the air my uh, mm -hmm. dr valena talked about that I, I thought well what what amazing thing um to have but um you know to go back with the the nature thing i think it's it's really important in people finding something they do and enjoy all year round right yeah. there's always something to do outside uh whether you're winter time whether it's summertime spring fall um, you know, one thing I do when it snows here in Virginia on a rare occasion, it snows is I have a hill on the side of my house. I build a big snow track and all the neighbor kids come over. And of course, my eight year old loves it. And as soon as the snow starts falling, they're knocking on my door. Are you going to build the snow trail? Are you going to build the snow so they can go sledding? It's a sledding trail I build. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just, it's a lot of fun because it, you know, I like being outside, just like you said. Um, yeah. You know, I sleep with my window open uh, and the new house that we built few years ago um i'm fully solar i'm 100 off the grid um i have the tesla battery packs but we have a system that every 30 minutes it brings fresh air into the house and wow. exchanges it every 30 minutes the air inside the house is getting exchanged with fresh air from outside wow that that's really good to have you know and it, also to your point it gives you like if you do things as a routine 
not only does it give you some stability and, and you know like a good uh, a good way to start your day let's say yeah. but it also lets you experience days in different ways so for example we we have the Zurich Lake next to uh, uh where we live and we made it a routine to go swim <laughs> yeah have, I bet you have beautiful pictures of sunrises and sunsets yeah, yeah. And, yes and and uh we go swim all year long and of course it's hard in December and of course it's hard in January you're not you're not gonna stay for long <laughs> but this routine kind of it, again, you know, you reclaim a piece of living in the moment and experiencing things as they are. Um, it's cold, yes, and in summer it's maybe warm, and in in in, in uh, spring it's different. But it's you, your body, your bare body. There, you know, in nature, uh, doing the same thing over and over again with changing seasons, um, and it gets easier over time and it gets exciting over time and those are things that we can we can establish for ourselves it doesn't have to be you know going into the cold or wearing sh shorts all year <laughs> long it can be something different but it needs to be something that you can keep up with and that it yeah. pushes you a little bit it's it shouldn't be all that easy because then it doesn't you know it's it's yeah. it, you don't grow with it yeah. right yeah and it's 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 um you know and now it's oh I know I was going to, I'm going to circle back to what I was talking about Hampton, Sydney, because we got upset. So they had family day. So we went down there and uh, Lloyd ran his first 1K race, which he won. Very proud of him. He's so happy over that. And then I ran a 5K race. I didn't win, mm. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. I wasn't racing to win anyway. Um, but we finished that, right? It was outside. It was early Saturday morning. We finished the one in 5K races. And then not even 20 minutes later, we're out in on the Appaponic River uh, kayaking. And so we're out there kayaking for, you know, two hours and just really enjoying that. And then we get back in, we go eat lunch, and then we spend the rest of the afternoon fishing. You know, so we were literally outside all day wow. long. And yeah. I, I took this photo. I'm going to try to show it. So this is one of the, the fish that he caught. But look Ooh. how happy my youngest one is. I mean, he just, and, you know, this is after the 1K race and, and all the kayaking. We're out fishing. He caught that bass there. Uh, but what just great fun, you know, me and my boys, we always did a lot of things outside. I think it's very important. Um, you know, and I think it's just, I, I say this all the time on my podcast, find something that you enjoy and you, and you alluded to that, right. It doesn't have to be extreme things or something, you know, I like gardening. I garden, um, oh, yeah. I'm addicted to solar and, and, you know, I get depressed on cloudy days now cause I'm not generating as much power. I'm just joking. But, uh, I do tell people that when you go solar on your house, you you don't, you don't like cloudy days anymore because you don't generate as much power. But, uh, but it, you know, it's it's important to find, you know, uh, something you do. You know, I, I, I have a car. I go to car shows. That's something I do with the boys together. Uh, not so much junior anymore because he's at college, but with Lloyd. And it's just important to find that one thing um, that you yeah. enjoy that makes you happy. Uh, and something yeah. that you can reflect on. You know, having pictures can be powerful. Listening to music is powerful. Uh, learning, you know, good breathing techniques and those kinds of things, all that kind of just kind of helps, um, you know, when you're going into a bad place is just to have something that you can quickly log on to an app uh, to stop that, that train of thought that's going to lead you down a road you don't want to go down. 
Uh, and or, so that's that's really great. And I think that's really important. Um, we're getting ready to finish up here, uh, Karen. I know it's late where you're at. I appreciate you staying up late to come on the show. Um, but really, you know, as we close out here, I just really want to say thank you for all that you do. Thank you for, you know, caring for everybody to develop this really great and wonderful app. And I hope everybody listening goes out and downloads it, crashes your system because so many people are downloading it. Uh, and you have to fix it. Um, but it is amazing. And I, and I think it's also something that will help uh, children also. I think it's, uh, you know, I think children will benefit from this also, uh, not just adults. You know, we all have kid, kids, you know, ones that do have kids, but we're all a big family. Um, so with that, I, I wouldn't mind if, if you have any last words and we'll go ahead and get mm -hmm. this finished up. And uh, I would love to have you and your co-founder come back on. I would love to have him talk about his deep diving experience. I think a lot of my viewers would really be into that. Uh, yeah. So maybe we can get you guys back on maybe next month if you guys have time. Sure. Uh, we'll take the time. Yeah. One, one last thing that I'd love to say, because it ties into what you say in, in your posts, in your, in your shows, this talking about what is going on and what we feel and being honest with ourselves. The app helps to express our feelings because before we can talk to someone else, sometimes we need to kind of talk to ourselves or talk into a device to just see, oh, it's not that hard. And it's actually very therapeutic to get it all out there. And you, you know, you, you, you can trash it. You can, you can erase it if, if you don't like it, but to, to, to start that first step of, you know, just getting the words out and or sounds out, whatever you need to do. And that's that can about your app is that you can speak to it. You don't have to type yes. it. And you that, don't that have is, to type. That is that is amazing. I'm just gonna say yeah. that's amazing. Because I would I would speak it more than I would type it. I mean, I would. Yes, me too. And a lot of people who use it are young people, like uh, people age, you know, below 30. Um, mm -hmm. and, and for them, it's like they 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 don't want to type. <laughs> it needs to be very effortless. But you know, however, it's best for you is right. So you know, use it the way you want. Get in touch. I I answer every request, every question. You know, I listen to suggestions because I'm so curious to learn from your experiences. To from everyone who's on this show or is listening, you know, let's connect, let's weave that mm -hmm. community of people who are aware, who want to be a hundred percent alive and understand yeah. themselves better. Yeah. You know, I, and, and right. And we're all in this together. Um, yeah. You know, I, I want to say, you know, uh, Karen, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I really appreciate the app that you developed and how you develop it because I really you know, people always talk about forward thinkers, right? And I've been doing this for a while. And we always talked about, oh, man, I wish we could have an app that would do this and do that. And and I would say your app does a lot. And it's helping a lot of people um, worldwide. And that's just a great, awesome thing. Um, you know, veteran trash talkers, mental health warriors out there, I want to thank you for tuning in uh, tonight. I hope you will go out and, and look at the app that that Earkick has developed. Uh, it's 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 an amazing app. They have a website out there. It's just was it uh, www.earkick.com. Correct. Uh, and um, now Google, if you use Google, it will try to change it to Earlick. It did that to me a couple of times. I was like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> so make sure it's Earkick, all one word. But Google will 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 autocorrect at least once. It did on mine, so that was kind of funny. Um, 
but you know, it's a great, amazing tool. You know, I talk about it all the time. It's important to have tools in your toolbox uh, out there. So you guys go out and have a great rest of your week. Um, if you do download the Ear Kick app, please throw it in the comments on this. I would be interested to see what you think about it and how you feel about it. I'm sure Karen would be interested in that too. Uh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that glass of wine as you watched our show tonight. And you guys have a great week. Thanks a lot.